Bitch, listen up. Now, for today's topic, I'm going to have to ask one of y'all to close the door because there may be some little cheerings walking by down the hallway. And the topic of conversation is adults only. Welcome to Girl Get Your Act Together. Today's topic, well, this is one that's necessary. Have you ever felt like you were in the same relationship for such a long time that the only reason you were still together was because you didn't know how to leave? Or that you were at the same job for such a long time? It's like, well, I don't really want to have to dust off my resume and try to go look for another job. I already know everybody here. I know what to expect. Or have you had the same set of friends for such a long time? You're like, well, our group is kind of boring. We've all gone our separate way, but we, we still manage to get together once every two or three months. Sometimes you have to know when and how to end things. People don't necessarily know how to stop one thing to start something new. It could be fear, which is what I call forget everything and run. Just forget everything and just run. But you need to think your way out of the fear of doing something new. Here's, here's, here's what, I, what I pulled together for you to be able to understand this a little bit better. We all know people in different industries that stayed too long. Just last week, we lost Senator Feinstein. So everyone thought that Dianne Feinstein stayed way too long, way too long being a U.S. senator. She was 90 years old and still governing, basically to say, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to have to die in this position. So people thought she stayed too long instead of making a way for somebody else. She may have thought that if I leave this Senate position, then I'll just die with nothing to do. Well, instead, she died in office. But she went out with, instead of people praising her name, she went out with people only talking about she stayed too dang long, which she did. Think about it in other, uh, some people think right now that Joseph Biden is too old to run for re-election. Because he sometimes seems like he's speaking a little bit more slowly or that his stutter is now coming back. So people are saying, well, maybe now he should go ahead and, and here's what I think, go ahead and run for office, win the presidency, and maybe like after a year, give it over to Kamala and say, I'm going to retire. We don't want him to stay too long. Things that you, let me bring it back a little bit closer to home. When you stay too long, things at the party usually go from good to bad. If you stay at the club too late, you will end up saying, oh, I'm dancing with this person. They look so good the whole night. The drinks are flowing. The music is popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want this night to end. This is wonderful and amazing. And then all of a sudden they do last call for alcohol. Right about that 135 time. Once they do the last call for alcohol, you're like, oh, my gosh, baby, you want another drink? Yeah, we're hitting it off so well. Maybe we should go get something to eat after this. Well, this is why the lights are off. You're on drink number four. They've called in for last call for alcohol. The person brings the drink back. And then all of a sudden, you drank your last drink. You danced to the last slow song because now they've stopped playing the good music because they want your ass to get back to the parking lot. And then they turn on the lights. Once they have turned on the lights, then you have a clear view of exactly who you've been cooning with the whole night for the last 17 songs and pushing everybody else away because you thought this was the one. We vibing together, we dancing together, we doing all this together. Then you realize when the lights came on, you didn't realize that they didn't have the top row of teeth. You didn't realize that the right eye was crossed because you stayed too long. You danced too long. Sometimes you can get everything done in that first or second dance and move on. So you see if you can meet somebody else. But you spent the whole night dancing with this person that you're not physically attracted to once the lights come on because you stayed too long. Now, it also happens with other things like your job. If you work at the same, same job for too long, prospective employers may assume that you are not motivated 
or driven to achieve. Oh, yeah. You're thinking, let me say for the college graduates who say, oh, you need to stay at your job, have some tenure. You may have a job for like four or five years, and that's enough. Unless you plan on getting a pension or retiring after 50 years, after four or five years, go somewhere else. Be okay with jumping ship, even if they promise you a raise or an elevated position or a new title. Just go somewhere else. Test the waters in other areas. Don't let the fear of leaving something cause you to be held back because other employers might think that you are the most comfortable with the familiar and would have difficulty adapting to a new job, uh, a new job, leadership, or lifestyle. That was in Corporate Culture, an article that I read. Also, when you stay too long, when you stay too long in it, it, let's just take this is this is this hurts my heart. Take the sports world. Athletes have it worse. Okay. Now, we all know that let me, let me take you, let me take you to the progression. Boppers, those are women that are going after men for their money in the athletic realm or in the entertainment realm. When boppers are going for a man, they stay a long time. They have to stay the course because they're thinking, well. Every little inch that I get from him is a step in the commitment relationship. But the men that are in those athletic positions and that have all the money, they're like, oh, yeah, you can stay as long as you long as you want to. As long as you like giving it up all the time and doing all these different crazy positions and doing all these threesomes and orgies and everything and let me do what I want to do. Yeah, I don't mind having you as one of the members on my team. So what happens with the athlete? Karma happens. Because one day they will get too old to play in that athletic field. So next thing you know, athletes end up staying way too long. Oh, yes. Dallas Cowboys legend Emmitt Smith, who joined the Arizona Cardinals in 2000, 2003 instead of retiring. Remember, he was a cowboy forever and ever and ever. He should have retired in cowboy blue. But no. He retired as a Cardinal. And unfortunately, he was looking whack out there with the Cardinals. He wasn't even first string. Had to go back and be like, you know, I got to retire as a Cowboy because I made a wrong decision and staying too long. I should have just gone out when I was in the glory. He broke the rushing record and didn't know how to leave. Maybe as he didn't want to leave the star power. Michael Jordan did the same thing. Michael Jordan came out of retirement only to leave the game with, game with glory and then end up in minor league baseball. Then going back to basketball, then having to buy a team. And then it just became, oh, Michael, sit down and wait 20 years later and do a documentary about it. So where we all forgot how you came out of retirement looking stupid. And then we have the National Football League's quarterback, Brett Favre. Number four played atop the league for 17 seasons, Brett Favre, 17, mainly with the Green Bay Packers before retiring in season 2007. What follows was what he called the annual Brett Favre unretirement a process that lasted three years. In 2008, he played very poorly for the New York Jets. Then he retired again. A few months later, he returned to the league with the Minnesota Vikings for the 2009 campaign. And, and lather, later, lather, rinse, repeat, and do the same thing in 2010. Spoiler, none of those failed seasons led to a Super Bowl victory. What was he trying to achieve? He could have gone out with a blaze of glory in 2007, and we'd have been like, yeah, we love Brett. No. Guess who else did it? It doesn't stop at football and basketball. Ah, oh, the boxers do it too. And I love this one. Roy Jones Jr. Y'all remember Roy Jones Jr.? Roy Jones Jr., the only boxer in history. My husband and I went out to see a Roy Jones Jr. fight back in Las Vegas. It was fantastic. The only boxer in history to start off as a welterweight and to win a heavyweight championship. Jones was phenomenal in his heyday. He used superb athleticism, movement, and dynamism to a great effect against the likelihoods of Bernard Hopkins. We saw the Bernard, I saw the Bernard Hopkins fight and against James Tony. 
By the time he retired, he was 49 years old, ladies and gentlemen. It was about 14 years too late. He became a Russian citizen. A Russian citizen. Do y'all hear that? He's over there with Vladimir Putin. He became a Russian citizen to risk his health for very little reward. Mm -hmm. Because he was able to keep on fighting in Russia. We're not counting his recent exhibition against Mike Tyson that he did there just because it was for fun. Let me tell you. I have given you the breakdown of some of the greatest athletes of all time in their respective sports. Brett Favre, Michael Jordan, Roy Jones, Emmitt Smith. They all did it. Nobody knows when to leave. You know who did know how to leave? Oprah Winfrey. When Oprah decided to do her retirement, she had already planned her retirement five years before she said, I want to go out on a round number. 25 years, that's it. I don't care what's going on with the show. We can be number one. It can be 50, the next person behind us is, has like 50 million less viewers. It doesn't matter. I'm going to go out at the top of my game. And that's what Oprah did. We spent the last two years of Oprah's show counting down her two years to retire the show. Oprah knew when to leave the party. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a great Girl Get Your Act Together uh, episode today. You have to know in all the relationships in your life when to leave. When to leave a friendship, I hit upon that a little bit last week. Like Heather Dubrow, I was using her as my example. She needed to leave the friendship base that she had with the women on the Housewives of OC because she had outgrown them. Some, If you've outgrown a relationship in your friendships, let's just say for some reason, if you're a woman who's not married, has no children, and all of your friends have gotten married, and that used to be your tribe, and now they have children, unless you want to be play auntie, or unless you have a good time hanging out with other people's toddlers, maybe your relationship has changed to where now she's not going to be your going out friend. We put our friends in different boxes. We have our shopping friends. I shop alone. I shop online. We have our going out friends, our brunch friends. We have our travel friends. We have our group friends that like hang out with us when we're with our organizations, like our sororities and our fraternities. And then we have like our Christian friends where when we go into church, we're going to do everything together. And, you know, just friends that you used to see from college that you may not be with every day. But even in those relationships, sometimes they morph into something different. And look at the May-December relationships I was talking about on my It's Debatable with Attorney Nianza L. Moore. If you're in a May-December relationship, then you may find that at the time when you married, it was 30 years difference, but there's a, different in, there's a difference in that 10-year gap. 50 is different from 60, which is vastly different from 70. So, so is 20, vastly different from 40. So sometimes you may just have to learn how to end things gracefully. Sometimes you can just ease yourself out of the situation, but let's just say you're in a dating relationship with someone. If you're in a dating relationship and you're not married, it can be often very hard to break up because you really don't want to be out there in the single trap, okay? We've all talked to our friends that are out there. If you're a married woman, if you're a woman that's been in a committed relationship for a long time, we've talked to our single friends. Hey, girl, how's it out there? How's it hanging? How's it going? Any man out there? Girl, it ain't nothing out here. Stay married. That's what you always hear them say. And then you're in your relationship. The grass is never always greener on the other side. It's just the, still the same grass. The sun burnt up all of the grass all over the United States of America. So the grass over there is burnt as well. So that's how you get to stay in your same dead-end marriage or your same dead-end committed relationship. Listen, sometimes you need to be like, I don't need grass. I need somebody with AstroTurf. You have to know when to get out of the relationship. 
You can stay so long in a marital relationship that you're saying we're staying just for the kids. And the moment your kid graduates from high school, let's just say you only have one child. The moment you drop them off at college, somebody's looking at you saying, well, it's over now. It looks like I want to get a divorce. It's time for me to start the new phase of my life. Well, what are you doing starting the new phase of your life at 60? Are you trying to go find somebody at the nursing home? Are you trying to go into the geriatric society? Are you trying to find somebody? I have my new AARP card that I signed up as soon as I turn 50 to get all the benefits. Well, that doesn't mean I want to date somebody in the AARP club. No. If you decide to waste all of your youth in a dead-end marriage or in this 20- or 30-year relationship with the same person for a long time, if you have a man or a woman that took you from 25 to 55 and they've been an asshole for the last 20 years of it, then maybe you stayed too long. And maybe now you need to reconsider. I've talked to a whole lot. Let me tell you something. I'm a realist. If I have been anybody that has advised you, and I do an assessment like, well, in my brain, if I'm advising you, I'm probably thinking, are you ready to get rid of this person? Really? Are you ready? Not are you mentally ready. Are you ready for how your life will change? If you're getting ready to leave somebody, you need to do an assessment. I told you, you need to think, number one, you need to be self-aware. If I leave this person, why am I leaving? Am I leaving because I don't like this person anymore or because they've done something to me? Or is it because we just don't have anything that's going to work? Are you like Jenny, Mai, and Jeezy where they have, uh, they have issues with how they want to raise their kid? Maybe you need to leave and cut and run early. But if you've been with somebody for 20 or 30 years just because you liked being married, that was dumb, number one. Nobody needs you to stay just for the kids because that doesn't work. Divorce affects children and grown adult children almost just the same. They're both going to be hurt by the parents' demise. It changes the nature of the relationship no matter what. However, if you're a man or a woman and you're with somebody that you just don't want to be with anymore, you need to file for divorce. But if you're, if you're not all the way together in your mind about the when to leave, you need to figure out how to leave. And I'm specifically honing in on divorces because that's what I do. If I, if I talk to you and you're thinking to myself, I need to get, I need to get divorced immediately. Well, I'm going to be doing an assessment. Number one, do you have the means to take care of yourself to the same lifestyle you've been accustomed to? Because you may not win in that divorce. You may not get the money that you think you're going to get. You may end up broke and disgusted. Remember, Michael Jordan filed for divorce on his wife 20 years before they got divorced or 15 years before they actually got a divorce because he realized it was cheaper to keep her. He was going to have to give her like $300 million and like, uh-uh, I'll just go ahead and stay married. But the reality was they stayed married, but his wife ended up filing for a divorce on Michael. She's like, okay, well, now that it's cheaper to keep her, I was able to stack my $100 million and slide it to the side. Now I'm ready to leave you, Michael. And it looks like she's doing just fine. So Michael stayed too long. It really was better for him to get a divorce. He should have just given her the money. He could have lived his best life anyway. And when you stay too long in a relationship, that means that you're staying committed to that person. You're not having sex with anybody else if you're doing it the right way. You're just going to stay miserable. You're not going on Friday night date nights with your spouse that you can't stand. You're not buying great Christmas gifts. You're not doing a whole lot of sexy family trips together or a lot of one-on-one anniversaries. You're faking everything on social media like everything is hunky-dory in happy land town when it's not. So do you really want to stay with somebody for an extra 10 or 15 years for the kids? I don't think you should stay for the kids. If you're a person that already has a means to leave, You know that you have already prepared what your next venture will be. You know where you're going to live, whether you get to keep the house or not. 
You know that your income is solid. You stacked up enough loot. You stopped all that shopping so you could stack your cash so you can have your F you money so that whenever it's time, you can say F you. Because let me tell you something. The whole time you're thinking about stacking up your F you money, the other person could be doing the same thing, too. You should always think like that. If you're tired of staying where you are, the other person is tired of you staying where you are as well. But neither one of you have enough nuts to leave the other person because you're like, we're going to stay for the kids. No, you're staying because you're lazy. You have to know when to leave. Leave at a time when you still got it. Leave at a time when you're still feeling sexy. Leave when you still have all your teeth. Leave at a time when you're not working on, well, I got one leg in a kickstand. And I got to go back to my oncology. I got to go back to my geriatric surgeon. You don't want to leave at a time when you're like checking into the nursing home. Well, it looks like I'm on to my second act. No, do not be the golden bachelor. The golden bachelor should have left a long time ago, whoever he left behind. You need to leave when you still got it. When I hear somebody saying, well, I'm almost 60, uh, I'm almost 65 years old. It's time for me to go. Who are you going to? You have already narrowed your dating pool. The per- you're going to, number one, have to ask the question. If you're a woman out there and you're still dating men, you're going to be like, if you're with somebody who's 60, if you're 65 trying to leave your husband, talking about, I'm tired of, he, he's been cheating on me for 25 years. He's been cheating on you, he's been cheating on you for 25 years while you've been sitting up getting fat, number one, because you're mad. Or you've been sitting up not having your own boyfriend or girlfriend on the side, number two, being faithful to somebody who's not faithful to you. Or number three, too busy talking smack about your husband to your friends instead of trying to figure out your get-out-of-jail-free pass. How can I leave this dude early when I still got it? If you are not getting hit on by the men at the grocery store when you leave your house, then you need to do a reassessment before you leave somebody. Okay, if you cannot walk out of the house and say, oh, I still got it. If you are trying to figure out if you still got it, you ain't got it. Okay, now you need to leave while you still got it. Don't leave while you ain't got it. I'm trying to tell you something. If you don't and if if, if you're if I have if I have counseled you to just go stay where you are for a while, it's because I don't think that your perspectives are looking very perspective. Okay, you need to do some reassessments if you're not competitive. And this is what I'm trying to say. Know when to leave. If you know that you're going to jump out of the frying pan and into the fire, then you have to know whether or not you're competitive. If you're going to be competitive, you're losing your job. If you're going to leave your job that you've been at for 25 years, then you need to make sure that your skill set is competitive to the other skill sets that are out there going for the same job that you're qualified for. Because your qualifications that you had 25 years ago when you first started that job, they may say, oh, well, these new people, they have MBAs. You may only have a bachelor's degree. You may have only had an associate's degree. Or maybe you got all of your acumen in the military. Well, it looks like now you need a PhD. Well, if you're trying to leave your 25-year job and now they're hiring people with PhDs, maybe you don't need to leave. Maybe you need to go ahead and stay in where you are and say, what do I need to do? Get a PhD while you're working at the same job. You need to work on bettering yourself while you're in your same situation before you jump ship or cut and run. You have to know when and how to leave. When to leave, leave while you still got it, and leave when you're still competitive. How do you leave? Now, that's another story. You got to leave like a thief in the night sometimes. If you're dealing with crazy, if you have a job that's crazy and that's going to try to ostracize you, or if you have an NDA or if you have um, a non-compete agreement that says you cannot do have any of the same customers, you cannot go after the same clients or whatever, you need to read that NDA. And before you leave, before you leave, make sure that you get new business out there. Work on your new business for at least six months while you're setting up your new practice. I've always left a firm when I already had my practice ready to be set up, already done. 
already had the letterhead, already had the new phone number. Already, I just say, here's my two weeks notice. I've already set up everything that you can take and, and train the next person, but I'm out. Oh my gosh, where are you going? Oh, right down the street. Oh my gosh, which firm? My own. Already ready. Competing. If you don't already have your ducks in a row, you're not ready to leave, okay? Your how you leave will determine how you land, okay? If you're in, if that's for jobs, have all your stuff together. Have the new job already set. You got to leave. Remember when they said, bird in the hand beats two in the bush? Yes. Get that new job before you leave your old job, unless you're going to create your own wealth and you've already got your business plan set up. If you're doing it that way. If you're already at a job and you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go into retirement. Well, before you retire, go down and check the Social Security office. Make sure they have all your numbers right. Because you may realize that you need to work at least, two, at least two or three more years at a higher income in order for your Social Security check to be more money. You want to be locked into $2,800 or you want to be getting that $3,600 a month? What do you want to do? If you decide that you want to leave at this low-level paying job, if you say, well, you know, I'm just ready to retire now, you better find another job to go to for another two or three more years that makes more money so your retirement can be better. If you have not worked enough years, go back to work. You have to know how to leave. You have to leave thinking about your retirement if you're at the, if you're at the golden age of your employment. Now, if you're in a dating relationship with somebody that's just your boyfriend, you need to leave them immediately. There's no reason to wait around with somebody that's your boyfriend. You're not married. You don't have any joint properties. If you bought a house with your boyfriend, well, then I guess you need to figure out how to put that bitch up for sale. Because you know what? If you're not married, you should not be buying properties with somebody you're dating. That's just dumb. You have no vested interest. All you're going to do is get yourself in a whole bunch of litigation trouble because somebody going to want to stay in the house. So if you're in a dating relationship, cut and run. You can find somebody else. If you've already been dating the person for 10 years and they, you made all kind of promises, yeah, we're going to get married. You're just lying through your teeth. Do you know you want to? I was engaged five times. Every time I said yes, it was a lie until that last one. <laughs> but people are going to say what they need to say just to pass the time. If you're in a marital relationship, like I said, get your body right. Get your body right so you can compete. Get your money up. Oh, you've been a stay-at-home wife this, house, this whole time? You better go get a job. Nobody wants to marry somebody who's been a stay-at-home housewife. The next guy that you're out there dating is going to be like, what do you do for a living? Oh, well, I was a stay-at-home. Oh, shit, he's leaving. He's like, well, let me go ahead because I know that I'm going to have to be sponsoring your butt for the rest of my life, and I'm not into taking on new, I'm not into taking on new dependents. For you women out there, if you're a stay-at-home housewife or you really didn't have to work, maybe you need to sit your butt there and figure out what kind of trade you can learn in this last 10 years. Because if you're a stay-at-home housewife, the best thing you can do is get a divorce so that he'll have to pay you. Because that's all you can do. But once that money runs out, nobody's going to want to marry you. And you're probably past your prime. And you don't know about the dating world anymore. And your single girlfriends have been jealous of you this whole time that you didn't even have to work for food. Your husband just gave you the money. And then they're going to be complaining. to be like, I can't believe she left him anyway. She didn't even have to work. Shit, I'm trying not to work for any of my life. I wish I could just sit at home on my butt all day and watch the housewives. I'm sure they wish they could. And once you leave your man, your women out there without a job, your girlfriends are going to start dating your ex-husband. That's exactly what's going to happen. You can't really even get mad at him. You left him. You didn't have to work. Now she's trying not to work. I'm just saying, if you're going to leave your man and you've not been working, you have a lot of things to think about. Number one, you better already, number one, have somebody on deck. And you're not supposed to leave somebody for somebody else, but make sure that you go test the waters to see if you have any perspectives out there. If all of your perspectives are class C men with loser mentality, you know, 
the guys that are mowing your lawn or your personal trainer, you need to stay married for a little while longer. Or you need to come up with a business. Or maybe if you didn't get your degree all the way together, maybe you need to show your husband, husband, can you pay for my education? I want to go ahead and get that bachelor's after all. Okay, baby, you want to go get your degree? That's fine. Then he's going to know you're about to try to leave him. I just want all of you out there, if you're in a friendship with somebody that's been hating on you too much, leave that bitch behind. You got a homeboy that's always hating on you and too jealous, trying to act like he wants to one-up with you every time you meet every time you meet a girl at a bar. He's cock-blocking. Oh, you know, he can't date you. Oh, you buying her drink? Oh, you know, he's cheap. He ain't gonna buy you nothing else. You need to stop effing with him. Stop hanging out with him. Stop going to places where he goes to. And if you want to go ahead and smoothly, smoothly just say, I'm evaporating myself from this friendship. You can just ease on out. You don't have to have a breakup. I used to break up with people in person at the Cheesecake Factory and set up a lunchtime. Set up, let me make sure I can sever this relationship to let you know I don't mess with you no more. For the rest of my life, I never want to see your face, and I really don't care what happens to you. I don't dot like you or dislike you. I nothing you. That's how I do it. But I'm a person that does that. But every, that's not good for everybody because I don't mind confrontation. I live for it. <laughs> I live for a good clapback. But I also want people to be clear. This relationship is no longer working for me. I used to tell my sister, would you like for me to break up with your boyfriend for you since you can't figure out how to do it because you don't want to hurt his feelings? I'm in the feeling hurting business. I'm a lawyer. I do it for a living. I got to hurt your feelings. Yeah, you need to stay married because you didn't do what you're supposed to do the last 10 years. You sat on your ass. You didn't make any money. And yeah, he's cheating on you because now you didn't got fat. If you listen. If you are not doing what you said you were going to do in the marriage, if you're not looking the same way you used to look when you first got married and you think that you want to leave the other person who is still fit and fine, I'm talking to men and women, because sometimes the, the husband has turned into a fatty and the wife is still fine. Men out there, you better be doing eating your Wheaties. If you're not putting it down in the bedroom and going as long as she wants you to go and you got a beer belly that you used to not have, I suggest you go start working out because she might start cheating on you. And if she's not cheating, she's flirting. If she's not flirting, she's looking. And if she's not looking, she's listening to her girlfriend say, girl, it's good out here. And the girlfriends are lying to her. Men out there, the single women that are hanging out with your wife, who shouldn't really be hanging out with her that much anyway, unless it's a bachelorette party or a girlfriend party or whatever. But the single women are telling your wife, girl, you so sexy, girl, you still got it. Because when the wives go out with the single friends, most of the guys are looking at the wife if she still got it because they know she's unavailable and she's sexy. They're like, oh, he's really must be putting it down. Yes, he is. I'm trying to tell you all, you have to know when to leave him and how to leave him. If you are at your employer and you have fuck you money, that's what I call enough money to take care of you for six months while you're looking for a job. If you don't already have a job in the, work, in the outer workings or if you haven't already started your new little basket making business, if you have six months stacked up of money that you can live off of, then do it while you find something else. If you have a job, that's when you like an asshole. If you got a boss that's way too racist, I'm not talking a little bit racist. Everybody's boss is a little bit racist unless you work for BET or something, but they're not owned by Viacom. They, Viacom, they might fire you anyway. But if you got a, jo a job where you get too much sexual harassment, I'm not talking about something your boss saying, oh, you're looking good today. You're looking good today is not sexual harassment. Slapping you on the ass is sexual harassment. If you just can't take it anymore, go ahead and get ready with your lawsuit. Go to HR and make the report. But don't quit the job before you make the HR report. You can't quit too soon. Once you quit, you no longer have access to the information. Get it? Once you decide to leave your man or kick him out the house, you no longer have access to the information. Get it? Once you decide to stay in the marriage, if you're in a May-December marriage, you just got to decide. If you're a woman that wants to stay with a man who's no longer getting it up, you need to figure out a way to talk to me. Like, look, what will we be able to do in the future when I need to have sex? 
because you cannot expect a woman like Mia to stop having sex at 38. She got a new vagina. I'm using Mia off the Housewives example, uh, Housewives of Potomac as the example because clearly Gordon was not getting it up. So if he's not getting it up, then something's got to give. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Girl, Get Your Act Together. I want you all to remember, Emmett Smith stayed too long. Roy Jones Jr. stayed too long. Michael Jordan stayed too long. And Diane Feinstein stayed too long. You must never stay too long. You got to know when to leave and how to leave. Bye, everybody. For those of you women out there, I've been in this situation. Don't be embarrassed. It could happen to you.